Y'all heard. heard a podcast for me, Marissa Phillips, and me, Pete Phillips, are not related. And this is a show that makes our dreams come true because our dreams are presenting you with information about various things we've learned over our dreamingly dream-filled lives. I mean, speak for yourself, but in other words, <laughs> we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. How are you, Pete? Um, uh, sleepy. I'm sleepy. Um. Overall, though, I, I guess I'm okay. By the time this episode comes out, Pete ruins a movie for the month of September will be up on Patreon, and uh, really, it really took it out of me. For Wait, this, which this one month. did you go with? I did them both. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. the Wendigo and Midnight Hustle. It was bad. It was it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, other than that, I've been trying to not look at screens. <laughs> So I got a couple of nice walks in and, you know, enjoying the fall weather. I try to take a walk around my neighborhood every so often. But some people have driveways and some people have parking spaces that are in the street. And sometimes it just makes more sense to, like, cut through their their parking spaces um, instead of be on the sidewalk specifically. And we keep getting emails saying not to walk through people's driveways or or parking spaces and i understand not walking through their driveways but what could happen by me for one second walking through someone's parking space because there's not a i presume there's not a car there yeah i'm not walking on their car (laughs) (laughs) that would be psychotic also even if someone walked through my driveway because sometimes there's a bend and like it would take more effort to stay on the driveway. I mean, to stay on the sidewalk than the driveway. Is it what? What way is it ruining your life for someone to be in your driveway for two seconds? That that you because my actually, ring camera keeps going off. <laughs> I get, but I'm, I'm sure somebody's not going through your driveway back and forth five times. That you need to. You How need do you know, Marissa? You know what? You're right. <laughs> I did have that one girl who kept riding her bicycle in our driveway, and the ring camera did keep going off. <laughs> now, when you say girl, was it a little girl? It was a little girl. If it okay, was a good. Woman, that would make me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. You don't uh, keep telling me how you are. I just made me think of walks. No, that's that's pretty much how I am. I'm telling Marissa I'm very sleepy today because I was uh, just waking up at weird hours last night. So. Let's hope that I stay awake for my podcast today. <laughs> Not my I'll, topic. <laughs> I'll keep. I'll just continue from where you end. Because uh, me and Pete are so linked. I'm not sleepy, but God, am I, sometimes I just want to give up. I have something that happens <laughs> maybe like once a year. You're not, you're not the first person to tell me that this week. <laughs> uh, or maybe like once a year, I have this thing. I used to think it was linked to me eating the wrong thing, but I'm very careful about me eating uh, not uh, things that I don't have sensitivities to. But for like a week or more, my body will feel so fatigued, almost like I'm getting over like like when you're almost done with a fever or something. Mm-hmm. But I have no other symptoms. And my mother said she read that if you had mono, you can have relapses. But I was like, I, I don't know if that's true. I had mono when I was like 16. So every time she goes, oh, yeah, it's because you had mono. And then there's, like, <laughs> my husband, who's a doctor, she's just telling Aaron, like, yeah, right now, she's going through her mono thing. And I was like, I don't even know if it's a thing, Mom. <laughs> but I am going through something where I'm severely fatigued, but I look like I'm fine, and it's embarrassing because I just, like, I don't know. It's like that fucking thing where people say, like, invisible illness. I'm not incapacitated. I'm fine. But I'm just too tired to, like, do things normally, but I just like, I don't know why. And I just wish I had something so I could be like, yeah, this, I'm not just one of those people who (laughs) like to make up things. (laughs) My mother also said, because I visited my family while I was experiencing this. And, uh, I, I, we went, it was pretty short and I missed them. And my mother's like, maybe it's all in your head. Maybe it's because you didn't want to leave us. (laughs) What? I was like, you don't really 
realize that one, things you say are not nice. And two, they're going to make me think I have severe mental issues. And two, I'm sorry, my whole body is fatigued because I miss you. Also, also it was like if you weren't working time. so hard to get rid of me. <laughs> uh, also, I will also mention every time I go home, my parents love to tell, just love to say how spoiled I am, but apropos of nothing. Like, I'll just be, like, sitting there, and they'll just be like, <laughs> you don't know how to cook because you're spoiled. Or, like, <laughs> we should have given you chores when you were little. I did have chores. They forget I had chores. But you're so spoiled. That's why you're not an adult. <laughs> and I was just like, why are you doing this? And they're like, Some, someone. I don't know whether it's my brother, my father, or my mother said, like, you're an easy mark. And I was just like, what is my life? Yeah, I mean, I guess if I imagine your family, you you will, I mean... Personally, I think your mom's the easiest to make fun of, but you would be a close second because Carlos, you're also nice, but you can't make fun of Carlos. Yeah, I know. It's just like I'm just and, like, and you don't want to make fun of your dad. And honestly, I don't want to make fun of your mom because I think she's gonna like fire it back at me harder. Yeah, honestly, that's true. So yeah, it's just it's really into clowning me when I go home, and I don't like it. So that's how I am. Okay. Listener mail. Do you want to hear our call from Alex? What if I said no? Well, then we wouldn't do it. Yes, I do. (laughs) This one is from a couple of weeks ago, I think. I want to continue the discussion that we'd had about a month ago about the grocery store PNR. I feel I feel obligated to say that, of course, he did start it with, hey, this is Alex. What I yeah. was going to do was string them all together, but then I realized I didn't want to do that. So I, <laughs> I cut okay. off him. I cut off Alex's normal happy welcome. Okay. So I want to continue the discussion that we'd had about a month ago about the grocery store, PNR, discount grocery store. I'm not sure if you remember this, Pete, but there were video commercials on Facebook for PNR and they were pretty strange. They had the aesthetics of like Tim and Eric and they were put together by a guy who worked there named Frankie. And when I asked people who worked there about it, they were like, Oh yeah, that's Frankie. He's up at the Scranton location. He's kind of a character. I think it turned out that he was making the commercials, not because he, um, was being paid to do that as part of his job. But I think because he wanted to be like a video guy and this is what he was going to practice on. And he really did have a love for PNR that was at once sincere and ironic, which was the way to love PNR. These videos were just so beautiful and so frenetic. And they made you love this wacky little discount grocery store. Another thing about PNR is the reason why they went out of business. So the location that Pete and I would shop at was in Edwardsville, very close to Wilkesbury. The big location for PNR was up at Scranton, and there were only these two locations for this thing, so it was not even like a chain. The big one in Scranton just had a lot more stuff, a lot more selection, a lot of interesting deals. And they'd had some kind of difficulty with their landlord. There was a, a problem with the building. They they needed to have their business shut down for a matter of uh, a few weeks because I think there was like a problem with the water in the building and so it wasn't like fit for habitation or something. Um, and the owner Ew. of the building was doing a sloppy and lazy job of fixing this problem, which was really bad for PNR's business. And this was happening in 2020 uh with that kind of loss of momentum it was impossible for them to start back up again um so that's real real sad pete had made some remark about i don't know if you remember but there was a pandemic that also contributed to yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) living in cities as a single person and uh i think expressed like some you know like oh maybe i shouldn't be doing this or something oh man when you are 
a single person, that is the best time to live in a city, especially if it's kind of a funky city like Wilkes-Barre. I have some great memories of having lived in southwest Baltimore. So when I was in uh, grad school, I squatted long-term in a house in southwest Baltimore. You um, yes. I knew some people. <laughs> they'd moved out of town, but they didn't want to sell their house, and they just wanted somebody to live there and take care of it, and they oh, did not want to deal with the logistics <laughs> of renting it out. And so they just let me live there for free. It was not a very fancy townhouse, and it was definitely not in a fancy neighborhood, but it was really good for me to have spent a few years living in a neighborhood with a very different, like, economic and cultural setup than what I'd grown up with. It helped me see the world in a broader way and helped me be uh, a more decent person and I think has given me a better sense of solidarity that I've retained now with um, people who are working class. And so many interesting memories because uh, just a lot of strange stuff happens if you live in southwest Baltimore. But it's a beautiful place and uh, I get real mad when people act like it's a bad neighborhood because there's no bad neighborhoods. There's just, you know, sometimes people that you come across that are going to give you a bad time. Another thing that's great about being a single person living in a city is a lot of the time the school districts aren't that great. And I think that if you can kick into the property tax or if your rent is going to property tax, something like that, and it helps the school system be a little better at a time when you don't have kids, that's a way that you can help take care of other people's kids. And I think that's a beautiful thing. That's nice. What a what a community. I shouldn't have to take care of somebody else's kids. <laughs> that was actually something that happened to me this week. I went to get pizza. There was this guy, and he was like talking take care to my, of my kid. He was talking to my boss, and he was just like, "Yeah, how are things going at Kings?" And they're not going great. So, yeah. And so, uh, but this guy just goes, "Yeah, it's tough out there. We're taking care of everybody else but ourselves." <laughs> And I'm just like, or, you know, like, whatever, however people say it, like, yeah. we're taking care of other people instead of our own people or whatever it is. And I was just like, ah, oh, you suck. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so he said that to your boss? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I don't see how that relates at all to. <laughs> I actually don't really either. What to is he? Ex- overpriced colleges. You know, like, just in general, it costs too much money and enrollment being down because there's not as many people to go to school. I'm like, I can't connect any of these dots. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a, what a, what did Bill say? Oh, he was just kind of. You're telling me. <laughs> um, Alex, I will, I do agree that it's a great time to live in a city when you're, you're single and you could you know, experience all these interesting things unless it's not a good time to be single. If your house is infested with vermin and you live alone, Mm -hmm. because that's a lot to take alone. (laughs) I can tell you I've lived in many cities with various vermin while alone. And it makes me, it pushes me to the brink every time I probably (laughs) am less mentally stable due to all the vermin that was not said flippantly. That was said with sincerity. <laughs> because when birds fly and out of my peripheral vision, I become incredibly jumpy and on edge because I think they're a bat or a mouse. Even though mice aren't in the sky. But I'm not okay because I've had so many mice, roaches, bats, and fleas in my houses. <laughs> and I lived alone. And I had to deal with that alone. So... Live alone, unless your place is infested with vermin and you don't like vermin. In which case, live with someone who can kill said vermin. Um, yeah, I explained that to my landlord as well. I was like, even at work, I feel like I see something out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, I turn around. It's totally true. When yeah. you have that, you, you, you like, you don't, I haven't lived with vermin for at least, it's only been, honestly, it's only been a year. I had vermin <laughs> at least a year ago, but yeah, I, I'm fucked up. I am so fucked up. Everything is a mouse. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Anyway, thanks, Alex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and today's topic is peripherally related to the Wait, PNR. Do we have an icebreaker? Uh, uh, thing that you mentioned, and it's mu- it's very related to today's icebreaker. So yes, I do. Icebreaker. 
there are a handful of teams in the NFL Ugh. that don't have mascots. Okay. I'm going to ask you, Marissa. The New York Giants don't have a mascot. What should be their mascot? Obviously, the giant from, um, what's the Peapod? The pod, not the Peapod. You know. <laughs> no, I don't. I have no idea what the hell you're talking he has about. magical peas or shit, and then he, then he plants them, <laughs> and then it goes, then it's in the, a land in the sky, and there's a giant, and he's like. He's talking about the golden, I, golden goose type thing? Bum? I don't know. What's a golden goose? He sold the cow for the magic beans. Jack and the bean stuff. Yeah. There we go. We got there. Obviously, the giant from Jack and the bean stuff. Obviously. It should be a giant standing next to a bean stalk so you know where he's from. <laughs> and there should be beans on the bottom of the bean. So there should be a giant, a bean stalk, and just a few beans on the floor. That should be their mascot. <laughs> By that definition, I would like a mascot team of two. And each one of them is like just a a big foot <laughs> <laughs> that goes up like to a certain point. Okay. Um, because then, yeah, you could be like, oh, we're the feet of the giant that lives in the oh, sky. Oh, nice. But why are they like, like not attached to it? Because, Marissa, <laughs> how are you going to bring a giant to the Giants game? <laughs> the only way that would make sense if it's two feet. There needs to be there needs to be a cloud at the top, so it's like the rest of the. Giant I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's just like the fuck is the rest of it. <laughs> so yeah, if there's a cloud. Oh, so I want a two part mascot. Also, one is a giant and one is a beanstalk. <laughs> <laughs> and the giant's constantly chasing around the beanstalk. <laughs> yeah, they can't be alone. Otherwise, it looks like their mascot is a beanstalk. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the mascots have like. Uh, props. Like what? So, like, he could have a, like, walk around with, you know, kind of like a cane that looks like a a beanstalk. Mm, okay. Okay. I support that. I was struggling a lot with the Giants because it's not very descriptive. I mean, like, I feel like, you, you know, you have a few different things that you could think of when somebody says Giants. And none of them feel really, like, friendly. Trying like, to think of any friendly. Oh, Green Giants friendly. Yeah, yeah. That would be that would be good. That'd be a good cross promotion and everything. Yeah. You could just throw some some Giants gear on them, and then when yeah. they go when they do good, he can go ho ho ho. Oh, does he do that? He does in my head. <laughs> um. What, there has to be something else. Happy, jolly. Oh, yeah, jolly green giant. Yeah, I guess it's the only happy giant. Um, the the stupid answer I came up with was ants dressed in military fatigues. What? How is that giant? Because they would be GI ants. You're an idiot. <laughs> By that... By those standards, I want a bunch of older, middle-aged women in army fatigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want that. <laughs> Giants. So the Very Jets bad. don't have one either. Do you have any idea for that? I mean, obviously, just being an airplane. Both but... of these times, you've just gone, obviously. <laughs> and I just want to say, the first one was not obvious. <laughs> Did I say obviously? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, would the Jets obviously be a jet? Okay. Okay, no, I'm sorry. But is this like a person dressed as a, a jet? <laughs> or like... <laughs> they have a full body. Their entire body is just dressed whatever, but they have a gigantic jet head. <laughs> <laughs> no, or I guess you just have someone... Ooh, you have like... Ooh, wait, 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 no, no, no. You have someone who's dressed like like the one of the Jets from the Sharks. It wasn't the Sharks and the Jets from West Side Story. Isn't that one oh, of the gang okay. members? Yeah, you have one of those. I want somebody dressed like that. Like an old-timey gangster. 
and he has jet black hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So an old timey gangster with jet black hair. That's my final answer. Um, who's always has a little a little jet toy in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> my answer for this one takes a little bit of explanation. Okay. But I thought like. I was trying to take inspiration from Jet Magazine. Okay. What is Jet Magazine? Oh, Jet Magazine is a premier publication for African Americans. Oh, okay. I don't want to assume. Um, but I couldn't really come up with anything in particular. What about a pilot? Huh? That I would mean, make I, sense. You could just have obviously. Someone who, <laughs> I you well you could just have someone who is an iconic cover of Jet Magazine. Yeah. Like For some reason, I immediately go like the thing that comes to mind immediately is Luther Vandross would be. I mean, yeah, the like mascot for the a Jets. Cover. No, but he has, but like him by himself, not yep. has a magazine cover. <laughs> that seems problematic. <laughs> so that is um, that was that's good. my icebreaker, and the truth is that it's my icebreaker because. It's my topic today. Okay. Today I'm going to talk about some NFL mascots. Oh, you better be riveting. I we're in football season. Yeah. They get football Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> well, there's no Saturday. TV to put on. <laughs> oh God! It just... These damn writers need to get back to work so that I step, I can stop watching football. <laughs> I would rather just. I'll watch everything over and over again before watching football. Because God bless Aaron. I was like, I'll just sit in the room while you watch football and do something else. But he's always like, he was like, look at this. You got to see this. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't want to pretend I care. And I feel like I'm in the same place because, like, you, your, your brother-in-law was describing your thanksgiving and how you watched a load of a, a lot of a load a lot of football <laughs> yeah might as well and i'm just kind of like wow kudos to marissa for just hanging in there that was one of the most difficult days of my life <laughs> it's coming up again soon <laughs> but oh yeah that's not happening again i'm his <laughs> wife now so <laughs> now i could like put my foot down a little bit but anyway continue but yeah like I had an ex-girlfriend who was into football, and so I learned a little a little bit about it here and there. But ultimately, I'm just like, I, I don't get it. I don't. It's not for me. Yeah. So what can I engage in when it comes to football? And that would be mascots. I started yeah. today's episode talking about how this podcast makes our dreams come true. And one of my dreams is to have a podcast that's completely dedicated to mascots. <laughs> Unfortunately, the whole time? Yes. Unfortunately. Wow. <laughs> I don't have time for that. And you so I thought that with Richard. I would just spotlight a few of them today. Yeah. So that okay. and and I I did try to pick some that I thought Marissa would like. Thank you. She is my primary audience in yes. this podcast. <laughs> and I made sure that I stayed away from one that I thought would horrify her. Thank you. But Feel free to describe it. And that would be the one for the Miami Dolphins, who essentially is a human, like you described the jet, a human body with a dolphin head. No, I'm sorry. Now I have to look it up. (laughs) I hate it. And dolphins are so problematic to begin with. Mm -hmm. That dolphin will rape you. Women. Yeah, that's what I was going to trying to not say it so directly so thank you for saying it <laughs> does he just commit sex crimes left and right anyway i mean he is in the nfl am i right oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna start with one that i thought would be very interesting to start with because it's the cleveland browns mercy do you know what the cleveland browns helmet looks like god i don't even know what their mascot could possibly be what the fuck is just Brown. Their, their helmet is just orange and completely blank. That sounds idiotic. So I much like yourself, everything. I'm like, what would their mascot be? And it turns out... A big turd. 
that their mascot won of their three mascots. Well, it should be a, a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. They have three mascots? Why is that allowed? Is Brownie the elf? Oh, I don't like that. Now, for those of you who are listening, I am showing Marissa pictures of these guys as it comes through. Am I supposed to describe them, or are you supposed to describe them? Well, this guy's an elf. I mean, I don't know that there's much to say about it, except that he occurs in two phases. The first is a nice, happy-looking elf. And then one year, they uh, painted uh, Brownie the Elf I forget what they call it, but like at the 50 yard line. And that he is looks when. Fucking. <laughs> fucking. He's like, he's, he looks like he's in an 80s horror movie. That is when he transitioned to the angry elf. But then there's the physical representation of him, which is smiling. So. Physical representation is the least upsetting. He's very mm-hmm. cute. He looked like he could be like a mascot for some. Do you want it to be upsetting? No, I mean, I don't Because I know. can't take my eyes off of the skin flap under the chin. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I, yeah. I, I did notice that and I didn't love it, but I assume it's not part of the design. That right, yeah. It's impossible <laughs> to have, like, it entirely flush. I will say I'm more upset by the excessively pointed toes of his shoes. <laughs> So much so that it looks like they left room for just the big toe to be separated from the other toes and curled up to the <laughs> sky. <laughs> and it's upsetting to me. Yeah. Well, the owner of the team when they started was Arthur McBride. And he was like, I want to start a football team. I don't know what to name it after. Let's name it after the coach. Paul Brown. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Smart. Uh, but they needed a mascot, right? So the name Brownie comes from Scottish folklore. Okay. They are These are elves that are described as cantankerous and mischievous spirits with mm. elf-like features who come out and do chores around the house. Um, and they apparently invented the chocolate sweet treat that we now know as brownies. Which I'm not. I'm not buying. I mean, their mascot just should be a brownie. Just should be an anthropomorphized oh, brownie. That sounds so good. Right? Oh, I want to eat that mascot up. I know. So everyone would have been happy. This is this one's a little weird. But <laughs> I give this one a six out of ten because it makes me uncomfortable, but in a way I kind of like. <laughs> I'm going to rate them all. That's a bold move, considering that we've only covered one. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to cover them all. But I mean, the, what the Browns, as I said, do have three mascots. Mm-hmm. The second one is Chomps. Okay, that's adorable. And Chomps is, well, Chomps is a Labrador who stands at six foot one and wears a Wait, jersey. But the real dog is not a Labrador. No, no, he's not. Okay. Um, so there was a section of the Cleveland Brown stadium behind the end zone and it was formed famously known as the dog pound. And whenever the Browns had a big play, the dog pound erupts in loud barks and cheers. Oh God, I hate football. Leading the charge is none other than our pal chomps. He can be seen at many times enjoying the Brown success along with fans, which makes him a lovable companion. Now, I know that we call dogs lovable companions, but just because he's a dog, do you think, like, to fans, he would be a lovable companion? <laughs> uh, sure. He looks I, really sassy. I don't have a lot on Chomps, except I did love how they mentioned this in my research about these mascots. <clears throat> The identity of the person behind the Cleveland Browns mascot, Chomps, is unknown to the public and is a closely guarded secret of the Browns. There has never been any information released about the person's private life. (laughs) I was going to say why, but I think the same thing goes with most mascots. I met, what the fuck, Swifty, Sweagle, 
swoop 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 of the <laughs> eagles but i didn't get to meet the guy who was in the suit i think mm-hmm. they all guard it but like it ain't that deep does anyone really care people probably care i feel bad because i didn't um i i got rid of i thought i got rid of all of it but <laughs> the dog that you're seeing that's a real dog yeah i th- that dog might be dead now Aww. A thing that some of the football teams have done is that they have, like, adopted a dog. Or, in this case, they had a dog as a mascot. And it's funny that they got a different dog than their mascot is. And eventually... Uh, guys, cover your kids' ears. Okay. Eventually, a dog's gonna die. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. in so having an actual living animal as your mascot, you're sort of creating the inevitability. I think they're on their, like, fourth dog now. Mm, okay. Um, but Chomps and his whole identity being a mystery, to me it makes sense because then we could throw anybody in that suit and send yeah. them out there. Actually, that's a very good point, yeah. Now, David Raymond, the original Philly fanatic and founder of the Mascot Hall of Fame in Whiting, Indiana, says... Chomps has the look of an energetic puppy rather than a full-grown dog. He, he gets an A for that lovable and huggable feel. If his butt wasn't sticking out in a sassy way in this picture, I'd give him an 8 out of 10. But because his butt is sticking out and it's making me uncomfortable, he gets a 6 out of 10. <laughs> um, the guy in that suit needs to learn to not stick his butt out like that. The Philly fanatic also says the dog pound story connects with Browns fans. <laughs> so people say, look, Chomps is just like me. Oh, God. What? Now, I told I you guys. <laughs> I told you guys that uh, I did not include the dolphins mascot because i thought it would horrify marissa yeah but you can't say that and then not expect me to look it up but this one might horrify marissa okay we're going to denver everybody for the denver broncos now the denver broncos have (laughs) also have two mascots one is a horse i believe his name is thunder oh that's definitely worse than the dolphin and then the other one is again a human body with a horse head. <laughs> name, I bet he's named like Stallion. Nope. You got any other name guesses? Rocky. Nope. I don't know. Rocky would be good. Um, Something that feels gross and aggressive and makes me think of muscles on horses. <laughs> <laughs> Not too long ago, high in the Rocky Mountains, an amazing thing occurred. It was a snowy Sunday evening. January 31st, 1999 to be exact, when a big flash of lightning split the blue and orange sunset sky. In the great flash of heat and electricity was born the most amazing and dedicated Broncos fan ever, Miles. No, that is not the right name for that. That is not the right name for what I'm looking for right now. Absolutely not. That is (laughs) fascinating. That doesn't look right. Mile High Stadium is where they play. Mm, At least it used to be. I don't even know if it is anymore. For the next year, Miles lived high in the Rockies with all of the other wild animals. He was raised by a herd of wild horses and taught how to survive the cold climate and high altitude. The horses were, not surprisingly, huge Broncos fans. They taught Miles all about the great Broncos traditions and the great players who had carried the team to numerous wins and two world championships. After two years, Mile felt his place wasn't in the mountains any longer. From high in the mountains, he dreamed of a place to graze where the grass stayed green year-round. I want you to know this is an edited version of, yeah, of his bio. Wow. And this is for the anthropomorphic horse, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Then one day he spotted such a field, way down in the city of Denver. He decided that that was where he needed to be. When he arrived, he was shocked and delighted to find that the grass he had seen was that of the greatest stadium in the world and the home of his beloved Broncos. Oh, here we go. Sports Authority Field at Mile High. Okay. 
Miles loves his new home, and the turf management folks appreciate the help he provides, keeping the turf nicely trimmed. What Miles loves most of all these days are when the Broncos are playing at the stadium, because then he gets to cheer on his favorite team and meet all of his fellow fans! Exclamation point. Mmm, that's nice. Okay, he's Guys, a horse. He up. eats the grass. Look up Miles. He looks horrifying. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wasn't sure what they meant about trimming it. Yeah. I, I fucking forgot. Horses eat grass. They don't just eat hay. I'm stupid. Hay is for horses. But <laughs> I don't know. So the other one is an actual living horse. Uh, the woman riding it is the horse's trainer. And mm. um, I believe that is Thunder 3. Okay. That's the other thing I don't love about it. It's like so two of them died. If a horse dies, don't call the second one. Like I'm not going to call another Marissa like Marissa too. <laughs> but what? Should they just pretend it didn't die and just call it Thunder well, again? It seems that yeah, it seems that they. Well, I mean, they are tagging it with ones, twos, and threes, but um, no, original Thunder is dead. Second Thunder is retired, and Third Thunder is, you know, the one who's still around. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Okay. I mean, they could call it Thunder, and Dead Thunder could be called Dead Thunder. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, we're going to go from the chilly mountaintops of Denver, Colorado, all the way down to the swampy swamps. Of Jacksonville, Florida. Was this going to be an alligator? And we're going to meet Jackson DeVille. Oh, I guess I should have... Wait. The team is called the Jacksonville Jaguars. What the fuck? Ew, that last one's so disgusting. Guys, (laughs) this is like a a, a low-rent Chester Cheeto that's yellow with blue spots. But again, low quality. Yeah. This looks like, like, like five steps removed from the quality of Jester Tito, and his usual outfit is is fine. He has sunglasses that don't fit his eyes, so it makes mm-hmm. him look insane. Uh, but in the third picture, Pete gave me, he's wearing a speedo, and an American speedo, <laughs> and normally he has like. Fluffy, doofy, like like big goofy animal limbs. I mean, mascot limbs. But when he's wearing a speedo, he's just a felt man. It's just a head on a bodysuit. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's disgusting. I hate it, Pete. I hate what you just did. <laughs> Jackson Deville is his name. That's J A X S O N. Mm, of course. And he is an anthropomorphic jaguar, and his yellow and and he has yellow and teal patches. Uh, mm. He wears sunglasses, a jaguar's jersey, long shorts, and black and teal sneakers. Again, when he's not wearing a speedo and flip flops. Yeah, yeah. Jackson Deville. Uh, by the way, in case in case you're wondering where the Deville came from, apparently that is the county that Jackson is in. Is how D- much? Erotic furry art do you think there is with Jackson DeVille? Well, here we go. Jackson DeVille made headlines in the early days of the Jaguars' existence, because they're a relatively new team, uh, for his on-field antics. During a 1998 Monday night game against Pittsburgh, the mascot, uh, Jackson, uh, dragged a life-sized stuffed doll of the Pittsburgh quarterback Cordell Stewart onto the field. I really and hope he began, didn't have sex with it. Began beating it and stomping oh. on it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Only a few feet away from the Steelers' offensive huddle. Okay. That caused the league to pass new rule requirements, <laughs> saying that team mascots should stay behind the six-foot white border that is around the field at all times, meaning they shouldn't be going onto the field anymore. I mean, yeah, it sounds really weird. It doesn't sound that weird to me because, like, at a baseball game, you know, in between innings or something. You can Philly, be- beat the, up the other team no. <laughs> people on field? No, no, no. Just that the Philly fanatic can go onto the field and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, 
They also prohibited mascots from taunting opposing players, coaches, or game officials. Mm, okay. The middle picture uh, comes from a 2021 event. Jackson DeVille's bungee cord became tangled with other wires, which prevented his zip line from working properly. See, he likes to do risky things. This to- sounds like way too much going on. Your mascot should just be like to to support you. You shouldn't be the star of the show. <laughs> Calm down, bro. So he would zip line into the stadium from the fucking lights. <laughs> oh, God. Which is really, high. <laughs> doesn't that sound really dangerous? Um, so his bungee cord became tangled with other wires, which prevented his zip line from working properly. So he was just stuck there, hanging in the air. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he had to be dangled over the stand. So basically, whoever it was controlling the other end of of the zip line had to sort of like guide him over <laughs> into the stands where okay. he descended into the upper deck and detached himself from the bungee cord <laughs> okay and of course the third picture is uh on november 27th in 2022 jackson was seen wearing an american flag speedo and dancing provocatively during a game against alex's baltimore raven <laughs> i don't like this this team if they think that this is the proper way to have a mascot. <laughs> but then it occurs to you. Oh, this team is from Florida. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? <laughs> Not even joking. You're right. Absolutely. I'm glad you like pointed that out to me. Yeah. Hundred percent. But I don't know if he's the tackiest mascot. <laughs> okay, are you about to show me the tackiest? Coming up next is the Kansas City Chiefs. Now to be fair, yes, they had an original mascot named Warpaint, which was a horse that was ridden by a man wearing a full Indian chief headdress. Yeah, that is pretty bad. That was problematic. So then yeah. they brought in current mascot, Casey Wolf. Why is he so wonky? <laughs> what? Casey Wolf was introduced in 1989. Wolves are not significant to Kansas City. <laughs> so the Casey Wolf did not come into existence because of local wildlife. Why does he have, like, a fupa? <laughs> like, it's not a belly. It's like he has a bulge so low down. Instead, Casey Wolf is named after a group of rowdy fans in the early years of the Chief, dubbed the Wolf Pack, who sat behind the Chief's bench at Municipal Stadium. Casey Wolf is a gray wolf, typically dressed head-to-toe, in red chief's apparel and features googly eyes that circle wildly as he dances around. So the googly eyes are upsetting. I was going to ask they why are. did you just give him eyes that stay there? But also, like I said, he has a bulge. If it was like yeah. a belly, Which is that'd per- be one thing. This is why I included the one of him on the lawnmower because I feel like it is. it particularly looks like a boner when he's sitting down. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so when he's sitting down, it looks like a boner. When he's standing up, he looks like he looks like his testicles have swollen yeah. to like a terrifying size. Yeah, yeah. It's just like his genital area is big. I don't understand what the fuck they thought that was supposed to look like. <laughs> One so website. Just think of a crazed wolf, <laughs> a crazed cross-eyed wolf with like gigantic genitals. And you know that they came up with this out of anger and spite because they yep. couldn't have their Indian on a horse. Well, you know what? You're not hurting anyone but yourselves, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> One website called him the Randy Quaid of mascots. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's that, not even right for Randy Quaid. In that he cannot match clothes, he's hard to look at, and despite his appearance, he's apparently good-hearted. He's got a unibrow, googly eyes, and a questionable waistline that looks more like a boner when he's positioned in a certain way. (laughs) But during the 2001 Pro Bowl, KC Wolf tackled a drunk fan who had wandered into the field and kept him restrained until security arrived. Okay. And again, in 2007, he aided security guards in taking down a fan who had come onto the field. And he followed this with a display of bodybuilding poses okay i just i couldn't read the word poses for a minute there so he seems like um yeah he seems interesting i hate his pants marissa 
I mean, I obviously hate his pants. I mean, I don't like anything about him, so I didn't even think I needed to go into specifics besides his boner and his eyes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, next, we're going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Now, this doesn't look like too remarkable, right, Marissa? Yeah, I don't care. He's whatever. He's a guy who looks like a Viking. Yeah. But the reason he's being included today is because he, I feel like all mascots should have what Victor has in an origin story. Well, are you going to describe what he looks like? You could go for it. I guess he's just a, a big headed blonde Viking. He's like, yeah, he's like a mustachioed Thor with a big ass head. And he's got blonde pigtails. <laughs> oh, are those pigtails? Oh, yeah, I guess they are pigtails. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. hard to tell where the mustache ends and the hair yeah, starts. Yeah, But yeah, he's, he's un- inoffensive enough. The legend takes us back to the height of Viking power. January 28th, 960 AD. Thor's chosen Viking hero had set out across the ocean in search of new western lands. If you guys follow this story, I think this story is hilarious. Okay. Thor's father, the chief god Odin, was enraged at Thor's assistance to mere mortals and sought to destroy them with a violent storm. In the end, the tiny ship was blown far off course and deep into the Great Lakes of North American of the North American continent. Here, the vessel finally submitted to Odin's fury as Victor and his Viking brethren were lost to a cyclone of swirling water and foam. Okay. So this boat is coming from Europe, and a storm blows it off course, and it ends up in the Great Lakes. Yeah, okay. However, at the frigid bottom of Lake Superior, Thor encased Victor in ice to await the time when he would thaw and fulfill his destiny. To be a mascot? That time was in the summer of 2007. What is stupid? After thawing on the shores of Lake Superior, Victor heard rumors of purple-clad Vikings that engaged in battle every Sunday. Thrilled at this news, Victor raced south to these Vikings of the gridiron and a place called Winter Park. When he arrived, he was surprised to learn that these Vikings battled in a game called football. I am so torn between thinking this is so stupid and thinking it's... And thinking it should be my job? (laughs) Yeah, that it should be your job. (laughs) Determined once again to be a hero amongst his Viking brethren, he set out to join the team. However, having never played the game, severely hindered his chances. In the end, he did not make the official team roster, but the team asked Victor to remain as part of the organization as the official team mascot. (laughs) Okay. And he does walk around with a hammer. I believe, I don't know if it always does, but at least one of his hammers has a football at the end instead of like a block. Mm, Okay. That's fun, I guess. Okay, so we got to catch up a little bit here. Let's, uh, okay. So what was your rating for Jackson? One. Okay. Casey Wolf? Two. Yeah, I'm with you. And we have Victor. Now, bear in mind, (laughs) your your lowest one so far has been a six. No, I just said the... Oh, no, I'm I'm sorry. I meant before the obvious ones. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um... Not because I'm like, oh, yeah, this is so awesome, but because I think he does an acceptable job at being inoffensive and just being a mascot. I'll give him an eight. We're going to finish off to the the day because uh, (laughs) we're going to finish off today (laughs) with the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, I couldn't wait to see why we're finishing off. You were saying we're going to finish off the day because, and I just thought you were just like, because I'm just over it. Um, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. They're also in Pennsylvania. Marissa used to live in Philadelphia. So we're I interacted with Swoop. Didn't like it at all. So we're going to talk about Swoop. And you know what Swoop looks like, Marissa. He's an eagle. Big ass eagle. 
What I don't and he's like about really the really full of themselves. What I don't like about the bird mascots is that their feathers are thingies. Are thingies? They're thingies. Oh. <laughs> well, wait. Put a picture of him. I need to see his thingies. I forget what they look like. I don't have a picture of him. Why? Let me look. Because instead, I have a comic of him. Oh. Hatched in the quiet eagles forest of Neshaminy State Park swoop was a balding eagle with poor eyesight and strength, but a strong and true heart. Is that true about eagles? They have bad eyesight? Everyone knew this forest was special because of the trees planted there by the Philadelphia eagles, but it was also home to a very special eagle. His body may have been weak, as as weak as his eyesight, excuse me, but his heart was strong and true much like the heart of a devoted Eagles fan whose act of kindness one day changed the little Eagle forever. It was an act that would transform him from a weak little bird that he once was, giving him strength and vision that would now match the power of his mighty heart. They put an Eagle jersey on this Eagle. Don't do that at home, kids. And it, I guess, started to walk up right <laughs> soon he set off on a mission to use his abilities to help others just as he had been helped did you know that i had to plant trees in the chamney state park <laughs> i don't think i actually did anything because i'm not one of those people mm-hmm. who does things i think i just like milled around while other people did it but yeah i was forced to for my job he found a city a community, a family that he could watch over and protect. I don't like that. What? That, like, this bird is like, I need to watch over this community and protect it. Like, this is Philly. They have guns, you know? I also don't like how toned his thighs are. From, From a quiet forest to a roaring stadium, from humble beginnings to an exciting future, from the skies he arrives, the sensational swoop. Where is this comic book? Well, you see, the Philadelphia Eagles partnered with Marvel Comics to make this one-page comic. So lame. Okay, as long as it's one page. If it was a full comic, I would be like, who the fuck would buy this? This is so lame. Marvel did a fantastic job putting together a story that explains Swoop's origin, as well as his role with the Eagles and and in the Philadelphia community. I mean, I guess I did a good job considering the material they were given. The story (laughs) is a balding, blind eagle had a jersey put on it, and he became gigantic and anthropomorphic. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool, bro. (laughs) So that was according to Brian Papson, the Eagles' vice president of marketing. Quote, we enjoy working with their creative team, Marvel's. Uh, on these types of special projects, and we are always looking for fun ways to partner with them. Mm. Um, I did want to spend more time covering mascots, but I realized that there's a lot of football teams, and our podcast is only so long. So yeah. I have a few honorable mentions that I just wanted to show you here at the end, Marissa. Okay. What you're looking at oh. right now is... Oh, that's a shirt design. I thought he was made of mini blocks. No, no, okay. Oh. <laughs> That is Steely McBeam of the of the That's Pittsburgh idiotic. Steelers. What McBeam? He should just be Steely or Steely Dan. Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Steely McBeam, Steely Steely Rod, Steely. I don't know McBeam. Yeah. So this is just a this is just a guy with facial hair carrying a metal beam. Because of the Steelers, Pittsburgh's uh, once uh, great steel industry. Okay. Diane Rolls of Middlesex Township in Butler County, Pennsylvania, submitted the winning name, which was meant to represent steel for Pittsburgh's industrial heritage. Mick for the Rooney family's Irish roots. I don't know. Maybe they ran the team or something. And Beam for the steel beams. Produced in Pittsburgh, <laughs> as well as for Jim Beam, her husband's favorite alcoholic beverage. What? Okay. <laughs> Good for you, lady. On the other side, we have Sourdough Sam of the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, that's not the same person? No. They're just both white. They're both guys, yeah. 
He's really called Sourdough Sam? Yes, because of San Francisco's famous sourdough bread. But does he have a bread roll in his no. hand? Like, Steely McBeam has a beam in his hand? He should. Nope. nope. Um, he just looks like a hipster. He has, like, a bandana around his neck. Very much so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely just looks like a hipster. He has, he has um, oh, man, yeah, he has a bandana around his neck. He has some sort of hat that is questionable. Uh, he has a lot of facial hair. He has a prospector's and, hat, guys. Oh, whatever. I, by questionable, I didn't mean it was problematic. I mean, I don't know what kind of. I mean, I don't know what kind of hat it is. And he has um suspenders. He yeah. absolutely. He looks like he makes craft beer. Yeah. Or drinks craft beer. He, he makes very much does craft beer. <laughs> and and sourdough starters. Yeah. And pisses it too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Sourdough Sam, what I thought was interesting about him is that once he was portrayed as a prospector, and then later they changed him into a miner. And I'm like, what's the fucking difference? Yeah, I have no idea. But Marissa. Yes. We can't leave today without me showing you my favorite mascot. Again, having only looked at the ones that I've shown you today. (laughs) And that is a little guy named T-Rack. And he is for the Tennessee Titans. T-Rack? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Oh, is that a raccoon? T-Rack is a raccoon, which is apparently the state animal of Tennessee. Okay, let me just say this right off the bat. I don't mind him. He looks kind of fun. No mascot should be in short shorts. It becomes- But every mascot should, mascot should be in shiny pants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, love the shiny pants, even like the long shorts. It becomes, it feels sexual (laughs) when they have shorts well above the knee. I want Marissa to write a policy for a school wardrobe. (laughs) No, when children wear that, it doesn't become sexual. Only when mascots wear them, it feels sexual. Because they have such like big thighs and like butts. Yeah, the tail stuff's got to be pretty tough to, uh, you know, navigate around. Yeah. But, uh... He looks pretty rad. Rad, is, rad oh, raccoon. Oh, his tongue's out? Is his tongue out permanently? All the time, yes. Ugh, I don't know that. <laughs> That's my favorite part, because he constantly looks like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a real big idiot. Like a big, a big doofass idiot. But T-Rack doesn't have an origin story. And that bums me out. So I do think that if anybody's listening. God, I hope someone's listening. I want the NFL to hire us to write biographies for all of their mascots. Oh, absolutely. But all of mine would be really offensive. Could you imagine what we would come up with for the dolphin one? Ugh. Yeah, again, we would be fired. A, a woman was sexually assaulted by a dolphin. She gave yeah. birth to this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we would be arrested immediately. Not arrested. <laughs> arrested? I meant fired. Why did I say arrested? Um, so that's a little bit about some football mascots, Marissa. I thought since we're in September and football is you know upon us, it would be fun to dip into that just a little bit in, in a way that I thought we could appreciate yeah, thank you. Thank you for doing this work and having to look. Oh, man, even his eyes are so beady. He looks like he's always looking straight down. <laughs> Dude, this, what's his name? Chirac? <laughs> T-Rac. Oh. <laughs> the Tennessee raccoon. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, look up T-Rac. He looks real weird. I am uh, going to try to make sure I put these pictures up so that you guys can see them. Up at yallherd.me. And tell me whether or not... Again, this is probably because I've been deeply steeped in the world of furries. But tell me whether or not you think the one where he's wearing short shorts looks sexual. (laughs) Like, a little bit. Or, I'm sorry, not that it looks sexual, but that you could totally imagine... Having sex with him? (laughs) No! Someone drawing erotic fan art of that mascot. He doesn't agree, but whatever. He no, he's too silly looking. <clears throat> oh, you think? Are you serious? <laughs> anyway.
plugs. Speaking of furries, do you have anything to plug? Do you know that there's a whole re- there was a whole Reddit subgroup or Reddit whatever the fuck they're called of dragons fucking cars? Oh, nice. And Did someone send that to you or? Uh, Mike Dominic. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> but then, yeah, I actually I couldn't I couldn't actually access it. I think because I like. I shielded myself from certain things on Reddit. Well, yeah. But I saw it existed. And then I guess, like, it w- one of them was shut down, so then it was, like, cars being fucked by drag. Like, they just kept, like, changing the name of it. It was interesting. We'll use passive voice. They'll never get that. <laughs> so, uh, plugs, plugs. Um, I'm going to plug. I haven't eaten it. I've only eaten the marshmallows. But the, oh, what is it called? It's it's an absurd serial name. It makes no sense. Good grandma. Buttholes. No, like, wait. Oh, okay. The cereal is not called Great Pumpkin Cereal. It's called It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown Cereal. That's not the name of a cereal. The cereal. Like, yeah, so the Charlie Brown cereal is literally called It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown Cereal. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, I'm going to plug that. It's not gluten-free, so I just picked out all the marshmallows and then was a horrible person and threw out the cereal. Uh, but it smelled delicious if you like vanilla. So uh, if you like Halloween uh, snacks and you like Charlie Brown, I recommend you pick up the cereal. It's a green and orange cereal with orange marshmallows, vanilla-flavored, smells divine, has some beautiful Charlie Brown um, spooky box art, and it'll get you in the spirit. Pete? I have a Snoopy Halloween shower curtain. Oh, fun. Yeah. I love Snoopy Halloween. I wanted to uh, do our old pal Blake Wexler a favor and let our listeners know that his special, Daddy Long Legs, premieres on YouTube next Thursday. That's pretty cool, yeah. So this is like a video stand-up special, which... I guess since I said stand-up special, I didn't need to qualify it with video, but <laughs> well, I'm full of shame. Anyway, that's nice that you promoted it for Blake. Instead, but you can go to Instagram.com slash Blake Wexler uh, just to see some of his work. He's got a lot of fun crowd things up there. Instead of support our friend Blake, I just supported a cereal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, maybe we'll remind you about it next week, too. Uh, but other than that, uh, you can call us at 570-PODWOD1. You could also email us at shout at y'all heard dot me. And, uh, yeah, you can give us all your money at patreon.com slash y'all heard. Yeah. Even though I take forever to mail things, there is digital content constantly. (laughs) I would say so much digital content that do you even care if I mail you things? (laughs) Uh, this week, I did a Madvertising episode about Meow Mix. Um, and, oh, yeah, and the Pete Ruins a Movie is also going to be going up, so you can uh, hear me painfully talk about two movies. <laughs> and I will have another Rissa's Gossip Girl pretty soon. There are some pretty upsetting divorces in the celebrity world. Are you familiar mm. with any of them, Pete? Hugh Jackman? Can't believe it. Uh, Kevin Costner? Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Um, Yeah. Oh, no, Kevin Costner's, I guess, divorce was just finalized? Yeah, I don't think that's anything new, but Hugh Jackman... I I just saw the thing where, like, uh, they made an offer to his his wife, and she rejected it, and then the judge gave her less money. Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) Uh, also, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Oh, God, not Joe. But why that matters... Joe, Joe. Why that matters is because someone said that he divorced her because he witnessed something on the ring camera, but they wouldn't say what. What could he have witnessed? She's probably, like, blowing an Amazon delivery person. Why would you be blowing someone outside? Why not? <laughs> Yeah, so I gotta look if there's been any updates because 
if you have a ring camera, you know you have a ring camera. You hear yourself triggering the camera. If you're blowing an Amazon driver, you'll hear <laughs> when it's triggering the camera. Maybe it was a ghost. She was blowing a ghost? No, he saw a ghost on the ring cam. And it changed his life. And he said, I have to divorce my wife and dedicate <laughs> my entire life to ghost hunting. You know what? You're right. Maybe you he saw Jesus. Up. That's how Jesus was with the disciples. He was like, leave everything behind. You're coming with me. Mm, okay, so maybe he saw Jesus on his ring camera. That's mm-hmm. nicer than her blowing an Amazon guy. So Thank hopefully. you for not saying her blowing Jesus. <laughs> no! <laughs> I would never. Thanks okay. for listening, everybody. It's always a pleasure to have you here with us. <laughs> Stay safe out there and talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.